Thanks for listening to the Brock Lurie podcast. Make sure to share this podcast with all of your email lists and on all of your social media groups. So we have so many things going on in the world. I mean, there's post-election madness from the midterms. That's one thing. And then uh, this discussion that you're hearing that seems to be a tempest in a teapot, but in fact is very much a tempest. Um, it's, and it's, it's the real thing. This discussion from Macron in, uh, in France about nationalism, right? This notion that nationalism is a bad thing um, and that it gets in the way and interferes with patriotism, right? Like, wait a minute, these things are one and the same, right? <laughs> Patriotism literally means f- fatherhood, fatherness, right? The, the fatherland, Patriarchy, as it were. patriarchal, papa. Pants. Yeah, it's all pa- patrias, yeah. right? So patriotism, patriotism means that you uh, have an affiliation, a loyalty to the fatherland, right? This is, this is what uh, Hitler called the fatherland. So if you're against nationalism because Hitler used... Just because Hitler used the term, therefore, you know, it's a bad thing. So, but if, if you believe that and, and shouldn't use nationalism for that reason, well, then patriotism is the same thing. And, it, and by the definition, Webster's, for that matter, it's going to be the, more or less the same thing. So tell me the difference, Batman. I mean, go, go for it. It's no, the reason, like the reason Hitler once used the word and, and he also used the word the. Thus, yeah. you can never use and or the because Hitler said that. Right. Or Hitler ate food. <laughs> you Hitler know. ate food, so That's you right. can't eat. You should, and Hitler had a mustache, you know. So, you know, you shouldn't have a mustache either. Right? Well, that's actually a good reason. But, yeah. <laughs> no, Hitler had two eyes. You Don't, don't go there, buddy. Don't. All right. It's such a ridiculous notion. So first of all, there's no distinction between nationalism and patriotism, right? That's, that's one thing you know. The second thing is that, you know, the notion is that because Hitler used nationalism as a means to his horrible ends, therefore we shouldn't use nationalism. It's, it's <clears throat> the slippery slope toward mass annihilation of this or that group of people, right? Okay, so this is so absurd, and yet... Uh, they, they want that the main agenda here, make no mistake, is that the left wants uh, Trump to trip over every one of his words, to be very careful. Every time he says something, it's a dog whistle for this or a dog whistle for that. And nationalism, of course, is a call to uh, some sort of fascistic state. All right. <clears throat> so, look, saying this, the, the logic of it, is, of course, is so bizarre, so fallacious. Saying that nationalism is going to lead to destruction in and of itself because Hitler used nationalism for destructive ends is like saying you shouldn't use airplanes anymore because some bad guys used four airplanes and hijacked them and and crashed them into the World Trade Centers and uh, the Pentagon and so forth, right? Therefore, planes themselves are bad. No, they are vehicles that can be used for good or for bad. Right. Same thing with, uh, you know, using an airplane for purposes of bombing, you know, what what Hitler did with the Luftwaffe. Right. I mean, everything about this is so absurd. But they don't think about that. They just that classic leftist thinking. Of course, of course. And then they make the distinction that doesn't exist as the important distinction. Right. Because it's distinctionless. They don't focus. They're just fine being socialists. Right. And when we say, but Hitler was a national socialist, and it's the socialism part of the Nazi term that we have the problem with. Right. Then they'll say, don't go there. Don't yeah, go. Don't, yeah, 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 yeah. How dare that, you? That's an absurd <laughs> argument. Oh, okay. I got it. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, you, so, you, you, you betcha. Hold on. Yeah. So, so, but, but going back to the whole, I mean, Macron saying the, the distinction between, so nationalism is a betrayal of patriotism. You know, he, he couldn't wait to be quoted on that, right? And people are saying, I don't know, like uh, a circle is ups- an upside-down rectangle. I mean, w- why not say something crazy like that? It, it, me- it means literally nothing. Yeah, it's pure idiocracy. Yeah. You know, and, and that's kind of what we're entering here, sort of like with Ocasio-Cortez's idiotic statements, with the stuff out Maxine Waters, with the dumb stuff Obama said. We said this <clears> over <throat> the years. It, it's like that entire movement, whether it's in America or elsewhere, it's just stupid. Yeah. They, they, they believe in this stuff. That's the crazy stuff. And the man on the street, they, they believe it. 
Look, most of the the man on the street things, the things that we laugh about with remember Jay Leno and Jay Walking, he basically kind of started this process, right? Because technology had not yet caught up, but he was able to do with his film crew and everything else. It was before the time of uh, iPhones and smartphones. So he was doing it and discovered how stupid some people are. I mean, the average man on the street is. And I don't, I don't mean that the average man is stupid. It's just he was able to kind of cut and splice these different videos of people who really said silly things. And it was very amusing. But we're finding out that when it comes to Democrats, and there's plenty of them, right? All you need to do is go to New York City. You need to go certain places in Los Angeles and certain places in Chicago and, and other major metropolitan centers. Go to the Brentwood Country Mart and just ask some questions, everyone. <laughs> or better yet, go to uh, universities like uh, Berkeley, right? And, and you'll have plenty of young liberals out there, right? Anywhere. So University of Wisconsin, you name it. <clears throat> so, And you say these things to people. And you and I even had a podcast to this effect, right? We, you know, tell us about socialism. You know, why is socialism great? What's, what's the best system? Uh, and, and people said that it's wonderful, that it's so great, and capitalism is a horrible system and such like that. And, and we challenged them, and they were unable to, to backtrack. We literally saw them getting red in their face because they, in, in an embarrassed way, not in an angry way. So... That's that's where they go with this, and you know platitudes like uh, nationalism is a betrayal of patriotism. I mean, he doesn't even explain how that makes any sense whatsoever, being that they are synonyms anyway. But it, it, going beyond that, <clears throat> think about this: we are this notion of America first, right? Or your nation, fill in the blank, whether it's Greece or or Argentina or whatever. The fact that you are supportive of your nation. That that's somehow offensive? Excuse me? Where where to get all they all they want you to do is to be on board with this notion of a one world citizenry, right? That's it. And but we live our day to day lives um, in you know my family first, right? I mean I'm going to take care of I'm going to inoculate my kids. Uh, I'm going to make sure that they eat their vegetables and fruits. But you know what? And you know your your girls are very sweet, but. That's not my business. Not your problem, Betty. Right, it's not my problem. My kids are eating steak. <laughs> but you know, so but that's but they, obviously the same point. So and not only that, but it's my my house, right? My whole family, <clears throat> and then my extended family, of course, and then uh, my neighborhood. Uh, my neighborhood first, right? I want to make sure I can't make sure that everyone has a neighborhood watch, for example. Uh, I, I grant you, neighbor. I, I bet you. I guarantee you that. All the neighborhood watches only revolve around your friggin' neighborhood, right? You don't say, let's have a neighborhood watch, you know, down somewhere in Compton, right? I mean, I hope they have their own neighborhood watch, sure. But I'm going to take care of my neighborhood. That's what the neighborhood watch is all about. My neighborhood first. Same thing with my school, my kid's school, of course. That school is, is first and foremost. I, I'm going to give to my school. That's, it's my school first. Thank you very much. Um, it's my synagogue first, and your church second, as I, or, or whatever it is that people can relate to. Your local sports team, <laughs> yeah, okay? good example. Yes, you root for the Dodgers, not the Giants. Yes, you root for the Lakers, not the Warriors. Yes, that's how it is. Yes, but you're being right. patriot. You know, you're being a nationalistic, and your and yeah. your love of the Dodgers. You're a localist. You bastard, you. Yeah, you're a localist. Yeah. Well, but we we live our day to day lives. With this approach of, you know, my synagogue first, my family first, my school first, all the things we just mentioned, the sports team. <clears throat> but when it comes to our nation, somehow we're supposed to step away from that and uh, say, no, no, I, you know, our country is no better than the others. So there's nothing, nothing I like about this country. They, all, that's all they really want you to do. Yeah, they, they want us to care more about the Somalian <laughs> and the Honduran and you yeah. know, the people from God knows where who are coming in illegally. Well, well what do your laws mean anyway to them? Right. right? Well, they, they want you to ignore all the greatness of America. They want you to think of America as a, a just another country that you happen to live in and you should have no affinity or preference for this country. Sure, you live, you know, you, you celebrate July 4th. But what is that anyway, other than hot dogs and, and some fireworks? Yeah, in your country, your America, your beautiful, exceptional America, you know, it's done some questionable, dubious stuff too. Right. right? But, but, but they are so hell-bent on making sure that every single other nation floods our country yeah. for, for, the, for the bounty that America has. They, they recognize that America has great bounty and great privileges and great opportunities and such. So they should be able to enjoy this. But not once do they think, 
gosh, you know, I happen to live in this this great country uh, into which I'm encouraging all other foreign nationals to come in, right? I wonder if it might be better than others. They, they, they never even stop to think about that po- that potential issue. Yeah, and then they bristle whenever you say about some foreign, wonderful, uh, you know, virtuous person out there. Right. We say, well, um, should they assimilate to American culture? How dare you? <laughs> I know, I know. How, how dare you ask them to eat your apple pie? I'll, I'll use a French accent from my front. How dare you ask them to eat your apple pie or your hot dogs, you know, your, the, your cheeseburger? You know, not, not all French I have a lisp like that, by the way. I just want you to know. <laughs> Speaking French myself, they, they just don't do that. Anyway. Well, you're a bigot then. You don't, you don't know real French. I learned my French from Pepe Le Pew, and he had a lift. <laughs> All right. Now we're moving on. On the same issue, however, um, the the notion of you know when you have all these immigrants or, or sorry these these migrants who are coming in from Mexico, from uh, Honduras, from El Salvador, they carry their flags, right? In, in, like for example, this caravan, um, and they have you know their flags, and and it's, how cool is that? And and, you know, they're wonderful for bringing it in. And when you go to a Cinco de Mayo thing or whatever, there's the Mexican flag. There's, and then, of course, the flags from everywhere. They're, they're all nationalists over there, right? And never mind that they're now in this country and they want to have all the benefits of this country. That's okay. You know, you, we understand that. And isn't it glorious that they bring in the flags of their horrific countries, such as El Salvador and Honduras, right, where there's such corruption uh, to the nth degree? That's great. Right, that sort of nationalism is okay, so long as it's from a dictatorship. You get it, all right? So I mean, it's a surprise they don't they, they didn't love and cherish the Nazi flag because you know it's a dictatorship after all. That's what that's that's what I don't get, right? Whenever it's it's a country that um, is a first world country, a full on democracy, such as America, such as Israel. Um, such as England, well, if you parade around that flag, you're being a, you know, arrogant nationalist, right? And, and fascism is just around the corner. But when, it's, when you show the, the flag of Cuba or the flag of Argentina or Venezuela, more importantly, or, or, um, or Colombia or whatever, then, then it's great. Good stuff, right? Weird. The, 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 best, the only exception to that that I can think of right now is the flag of Canada, because, you know, Canada, well, it's that well-intentioned neighbor, uh, America light to the north. But they, they get it right, right? They, they are very sensible. But they don't have a country to their south or to their north like we have in Mexico, right? We don't have – Canada doesn't have a flood of Americans, you know, seeking to, to ramrod uh, the, 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 the southern border of, of Canada. Uh, they don't have to worry about that problem. We have to worry about that. So they get to be all high and mighty about, you know, how they allow so many immigrants and such. No, but they have control. No one's flooding in um, illegally in Canada. They can decide that they have an open immigration policy. I get that. But that at least the government is making that decision. It's not being made for them, right? And that's, that's a huge difference. But putting aside also the fact that uh, Canada has only, what, 27 million uh, citizens compared to our th- 330 million, it's a, it's a big difference. So they get to be a high and mighty. And, and so for that, they have the honor of being able to uh, wave their flag because, you know, they, they, they're not offensive somehow. They say all the right things. They've got Trudeau and so on. And, of course, they're fighting Trump. So, therefore, a flag, a Canadian flag, is acceptable. This is, this is what I worry about. And, you know, whenever the uh, celebrities threaten to invade Canada, whenever Reagan or Bush or Trump get elected, they never actually go. <laughs> well, that's that's for sure. <laughs> Michael Moore said that. Uh, right. Alec Baldwin said it. Oh, I mean, yeah. Lena Dunham, we're going to Canada. Why did they ever go? Yeah, please. Right? When we get a caravan, they actually show up and jump over the wall. Yeah. Yeah. But to us, you know, it's a... They think it's a threat. We we think it's a promise. <laughs> like right. you promised us, you would right. leave never... to Canada. Oh man! All right. So th- that's the nationalism discussion. It's so absurd. Um, I just you have to laugh at this. Well, and, and 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 I'm going to say right here and now. And I know I speak for Ari as well. I'm a nationalist. I love this country. And I think you know what? I think America is better than the rest of the world. 
uh, other than Israel. I think Israel is awesome, but Israel is a tiny country compared to America. America is really the, the bastion of freedom and liberty and, the, and has, has spread in wonderful ways the values of America to the rest of the world, especially Europe. <clears throat> and I'm very proud of that. I think we are better than the rest of the world. And as we said uh, in our podcast called uh, I'm an Americanist and so are you, uh, that is a uh, that is a truism. You are an Americanist. All of us are Americanists. We, we think America is better. And you know what? Everyone else thinks so too. But that's why they're flooding into this country. Duh, right? Don't, don't give me this crap that somehow that we're being uh, chauvinist, nationalist, arrogant, narcissist, whatever those words are. Nativist. Uh, nativist. Nativist. Yeah, exactly nativist, right. Yeah, you know what? Assist. F you. Uh, if 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 you, you think exactly the same way, even when you are championing the ability of other foreign nationals to come into this country, you say exactly the same thing. You say they should be able to enjoy the great benefits of this country. We, we have our, our dispute with them is that, hey, we only have so much in the way of resources to, to, to spread the love to everyone. So that's, that's, our, that's the debate there. But you, you lefties... Are, are proclaiming how wonderful this country is and that other people should be able to come into it. Of course you're an Americanist. You know it very damn well. And you know you would never leave this country. Not, not just because it's inconvenient for you. Not just because, you know, you, you know it's going to be a tough time to, to speak the language. Uh, you, you could leave when you are, you know, in your 20s. You're, you're, you're free, free to go, right? You can start a whole new life in France or Sweden or uh, Yugoslavia, or the uh, former Yugoslavia, you, you can go to whatever country you want in the world, and they'll take you. They'll, they'll wonder why <laughs> you're coming to them. But nevertheless, you can go there. Good luck. Change your citizenship if you hate this country so much, if you think it's such a, hor- a horrid background. Th- this is obvious. I'm, I, you know, it's like that song, Love It or Leave It, right? I, I, it's a, a great song by uh, Asaf Avidan. But it's... it's uh, I, and I'm not saying America love it or leave it. You, you can you can you know criticize America. That's fine, but it's perfectly imperfect. That's the way I look at it. That we have all, you know issues in this country, but God damn it, it, this country is so much better than every other country. It is that the laws are so much more predictable. There is so much more enforcement. There's so less, so little corruption compared to other countries in the world. Yes, everywhere else in the world, whether that's England, France, Russia. Um, uh, Croatia, you, um, Romania, whatever you want to do. I mean, there's no other country that is as uh, corruption-free as America is. Okay, there's no other country that's truly as free as America is. All right? I was just in Switzerland this past summer, and I, and I really loved it, by the way. It's very capitalist. We talked about how great Switzerland is. <clears throat> it's really a, a country that uh, makes you feel... Very excited to be part of, and they 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 innovate. They have great freedom. They're extremely wealthy. Um, this is a country that gets it right. But even in Switzerland, uh, and this is a small thing that I'm going to complain about. Very small thing. They have these um, uh, radar enforced uh, speeding laws, right? So they, they have the tra- the traffic lights and everything else, or whatever the speeding lights. So they'll they'll take a picture if you cross the red light at the wrong time, and speeding uh, tickets. So. I come back from our trip to Switzerland, and in the mail, I get not one, but two speeding tickets while I was driving in a car in, in uh, Switzerland. And I paid it. It wasn't, by the way, it wasn't as bad as the, the speeding ticket fine here. But uh, I paid it because I, you know, I need to do that. I, I violated the law over there, and I'm sure I did speed. But nevertheless, here in America, uh, we don't like that. We don't like the, the radar gun. You can challenge it. Uh, you can say, well, these computerized things, you, you know, you can't, you know, you go, to, you go to court and you, you get to confront your witnesses to make sure that they're actually telling the truth and things like that. And that's why we basically don't allow uh, these, uh, what do you call it, the, the speeding lights on the traffic lights anymore. We don't allow it because of this confrontation. Our sense of freedom is so strong. Anyway, this country is so much better than any other country. It's just, and, and, and not just by a little bit. It's not like... You know, Michael Phelps wins uh, the gold medal by being literally one one hundredth of a second better than the, the second guy, right? It's not like that. We are 10 seconds ahead of the other guy. Put it that way. In a, in a, in a race 
which is should be a, you know only a, a forty second race. That's how far ahead we are. Okay, I and I and I love it, and Ari loves it, and this notion that somehow we are uh, uh, we are being fascist for loving this country. F you, f you if you if you believe that. Yeah. So is the issue though, um, and you know, you know we get loath to say it, but I think it's obvious that the the people who vote the wrong way obviously don't love America. They they reap the conveniences of the freedom they enjoy while they're here, but they really don't. Why would they crap on it if they didn't love it? I, I think we just have to stop. <laughs> Uh, giving them quarter <laughs> by saying, well, we know you love America too. Or, you know, it's like saying uh, about Obama, well, I-, I know he loves America. I know he has the best intentions. No, he doesn't. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's a really good point. I, they, they claim to love America, but they have an agenda. I'm not talking about every single Democrat. I, you probably are. I am. <laughs> no, but, but seriously, hold on. I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I do. Okay, sorry, not sorry. They constantly tell us how much we hate America for loving America. So why can't we say, well, you guys hate America because your actions dictate that you don't love America? That's true. And they, and they keep on saying that whatever their policies uh, are are American. The real American. They're re- yeah. Yeah, and, and what we believe in is un-American. Right. So, for example, uh, just take voting ID laws, right? Yes. So we believe that uh, voting ID laws are very important in order to preserve the values that we hold so dear and uh, democracy itself uh, depends on an accurate and not fraudulent uh, voting mechanism. Yeah. Right. So, so we think that's very American. They, they, they proclaim that that's un-American. Don't you know? Yeah. Count all the votes. Count all the ballots. Yeah, exactly. Right. What about the ones by criminals, illegal aliens? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 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 Dead people too. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it is a very bizarre approach that they have. Nevertheless, look, let's assume for the sake of discussion that they love America too, but, but, but but so many of the the top brass, shall we say, of America, and I'm talking about Obama, I'm talking about Hillary Clinton, uh, I'm talking about uh, you know Maxine Waters and and all those other bad guys, they are they they really don't love America. And don't tell me for a moment that this is just oh Barack, you know you 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 have a different approach to the whole thing, sure. But but they uh, you know and you may not agree that that the way they do it is going to lead to uh, good things. But they, they love America, okay. Uh, that, that's what they'll say. And those people, I am very confident, and both of us agree on this, they don't love America. They have no, no interest in advancing the America of, of the founding fathers. Let's put it that way. I'm not even talking about advancing the America of, you know, the way it was in the 1950s or the 1980s, um, those, those halcyon and very effective times in America. No, no, they're not interested in that. They're not interested even in the founding fathers' viewpoint of America. I, I think that they reject the founding fathers' approach. They they hate the founding fathers' approach, and why wouldn't they? Every every policy that they advance, which down from uh, gun control to the notion of big government, is wholly antithetical to um, uh, to the conservative cause. Every single one, okay, and, and abortion. Uh, the notion of clamping down on, on free speech and the hate speech arguments and everything else, they, uh, th- that is completely inconsistent with what the founding fathers believed. Yeah, the brainwashing of kids in school. I mean, think about how the founder fathers did have some, if you will, socialist inclinations. I'm using that term incredibly broadly. <coughs> and I'm referring specifically to two areas, libraries and schools, right? Right. The government, the, the founders believed We needed an educated people, and they realized that it would be unfeasible to have an educated people if not everyone could afford an education. And so the same way, if you cannot afford a legal defense in a criminal charge, one will be appointed for you, right? Right. Okay, that's, if you will, a collectivist notion. Right. Right. We, as the people, will collect funds and supply the accused who can't afford representation to have representation. We will collect funds and we will supply education to those who can't. We will collect funds and supply libraries so people can go out and read about any subject and educate themselves if they have the gumption. Right. Right. Isn't it amazing that and and let's just take the uh, the education system, forget library and public defense aside. That they would destroy that institution. That's one of the few parts of collectivism that's in our 
the actual constitutional system in order to enhance their own power when they're members of the government. Take someone like Maxine Waters, great example, or Dianne Feinstein, another great example. Waters is a better example in this in, for this particular thing. Look how much this person, Maxine Waters, has enriched herself through government service. Yeah. This yeah. is obviously a smart enough person to enrich herself. Why did she need to do a position in government where she had dominion over us to enrich herself? Yeah. She couldn't just enrich herself on her own time, and she couldn't enrich herself in a way that didn't at the same time destroy the opportunities for her own constituents yeah. and other yeah, citizens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it exactly right. This is... Uh... Uh, and then just to squirt, complete the circle, is I think this adds better. And then I'm supposed to not call her an anti-American treasonous <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. We, we don't say those phrases, but... Uh, <laughs> I, that was mild compared the to the word that's actually on my mind. Right. The word of the day is bitch. Bitch is the word of the day. All right. Now, <laughs> all right. Bitch, the definition is a female dog. All right. Now, I disagree with your characterization because you don't need to. Uh, about Maxine Waters. I, I think that she is very destructive to the United States. She's a bad person. She's a corrupt person. She exploits the system and then and then proclaims that the system somehow needs to be fixed. I mean, she's she's part of the problem. Uh, but but she's she's just one of a vast number of other Democrats uh, and, le and other lefties who would undermine the system uh, completely using the system in order to destroy it. It's uh, it's fascinating. They, they love dictatorships. They do. It's, it's always been this battle. The battle has never really been about big government versus uh, small government. In, in some ways, you can certainly look at it that way. But the battle has really been between dictatorship and freedom. That's really what it is. Oh, absolutely. Right? And the lefties are pulling toward dictatorship. And the, the righties, like us, are pulling toward more freedom. And ironically, not ironically, very unsurprisingly... The, those, those pulling us toward dictatorship are proclaiming that those of us who, who are pulling toward freedom are seeking more dictatorship when exactly the opposite is the case. So they want to confuse the electorate. They, I think to some extent they are succeeding in that. Uh, but they want to make sure that the electorate, God forbid, uh, never learns the, uh, the history of America and actually you know, learns the notion of, of limited government and how right. effective that is. Which is with the attack on the school explanation. Right. Yeah. Uh, all these things are, are quite bad. Look, I want to move a little bit more, but it's very related to, to, to this topic. Uh, since the midterms of uh, November of 2018, we've seen this unbridled sense of uh, corruption in and, and these swinging votes, these, these elections that are somehow uh, turning from Republican and uh, these somewhat close races. Uh, and suddenly they find these ballots, don't you know, that uh, change the whole dynamic. And now the Democrat who was running in the race is somehow in the lead. Just magically. Yes, yes. Yeah. And we're seeing it in Florida. We're seeing it to a lesser extent in Georgia. Uh, we're seeing it, as Aria has pointed out very well, uh, in California. And California, it's, it's, as he describes it, Florida is more or less a distraction so that uh, California can do this, all this nefarious uh, activity under the radar. We're not even noticing Without it. getting any press coverage. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, we figure, well, you know, California is already a long lost cause. Uh, it's, you know, it's the Massachusetts of the West. And so therefore, um, you know, no big whoop when yet another Democrat wins the Congress. Because what do you expect, you know, big fella? Uh, that's the way California goes. But, you know, even, but, but every representative from California, I think what we have, 55 or 54 delegates, uh, uh, congressmen, um, every single one matters. So it's not enough for them to win, you know, what is it, 30 um, flips in the, uh, in the recent election, uh, giving them a net gain of, what, a 10 or 11 um, in, the, in the House, um, so that they now have the majority, right, of 10 or 11. They have to get the 12th one, the 13th one, and the 14th one, because the more the better. I don't blame them for wanting it, but I do blame them for cheating to get it. And that's what we're seeing now. We're seeing these, these ballots and uh, that they suddenly appear out of nowhere. We, we know from uh, Broward County in Florida that this one woman, what's her name? A, a black Brenda woman, I believe. Brenda Snipes. Brenda Snipes. She has this bizarre white hair, but that's, that's fine. She can dress up the way she wants to. But this woman has no compunction of simply filling out ballots or arranging for her deputies to fill out ballots in favor of the Democrat on the ballot. 
uh, and then proclaiming, oh, look, we found all these ballots. It's like it's a game. You know, whoever can race to find the most ballots possible, well, then those are the ones that, that the wins. Okay, great. And she, you know, maybe she presumes that the Republicans are doing it, so therefore she should be doing it too. You know, whatever the logic is, um, her logic is this democracy thing is very cute and all. But in reality, we need the Democrats in power. Well, democracy is fine as long as the Democrat wins. Well, no, it's, it's, all, it's all a big game. So right. uh, <laughs> they, they don't like democracy because democracy might derail their, their very important social programs that they have yeah. in mind. So, and I've always said, I mean, this notion of a, Democrat, a democratic socialist country is an oxymoron, right? By definition, socialism... Uh, and democracy are like oil and water. They don't, they can't work with each other. Socialism, in order, if you really want a socialist state, then you have to have things that stay permanent, right? So if you want the bullet train, if you want um, a, a whole system of networks of uh, libraries or whatever else that you want, and you want to change the entire school system, you want uh, bike lanes everywhere and so forth. Um, okay, so then you, you, you vote for that. And then uh, the next administration says, well, we don't want that. Uh, either the administration or, you know, a, a new proposition saying, you know what, these bike lanes are not working for us. We're out of here. You know, destroy them all, please. It's very disruptive if you're a socialist, right? The socialist needs it to be in place for more than a year, right? He wants it for 20 years. He wants it forever. Permanently. You know, Permanently. That's why when they passed Obamacare, why uh, they they bristle so hard when another election happens and it gets taken out. Yeah, they're so surprised. But that's, that's why democracy is anathema to socialism. It, it doesn't work with socialism. So you, you may proclaim a love for socialism. You may be a Bernie person, for example. You love socialism. But and you proclaim to love democracy, but in reality, you're really talking out of both sides of your mouth, aren't you? Because democracy can't work with socialism. Don't you get it? That's right. And you're fine with the dictatorship, tyrannical aspects of socialism, as long as your people are in charge. Right. Right. So the second so, our people get in charge, well, and now it's a terrible thing. Right. They'll, they'll play the game with democracy. So long as you get the get the the right people in and uh, the right policies in, it's a little bit like you know my, my we, we both have young kids and uh, our kids belong to the student council, okay, and uh, this is elementary school we're talking about, but it would apply to uh, middle school and high school as well. So they're allowed to advance whatever propositions and new rules that they so desire, so long as the school. Uh, says it's okay, right? right? In other words, the school has total veto power over this. They're like the mullahs of Iran, right? They, yes, these these, uh, these presidents, these presidents come can, go, they come yeah. and go, they can vote, but they, you know, God forbid, if you do anything that is counter to what the mullahs want, and by the way, you can only vote for these among these seven different uh, presidential nominees. All approved by the rulers. All approved by the mullahs. And so long as that's the case, well, then, then we're good to go with your so-called democracy. Right. That, that's, that's what it is. Okay, and, and that's the way this woman, Brenda Snipes, and others like her, just virtually every major Democratic leader, um, a d Democrat leader, uh, they all feel the same way. You know, it's, it's outrageous that uh, you vote against Obamacare or that you seek the end of Obamacare. That's, that's not acceptable. Yeah, there's a perfect example on, on the California ballot. There's a Prop 6 to repeal a gas tax right. issue. The attorney general of the state, who's a Democrat, got to choose the wording of the ballot and also got to pick the description of it. So by the time he got finished with a gas tax repeal ballot measure, it read like it was a tax increase because it, re it read taxes may be increased with, with the approval of two-thirds of the voters in the future if this passes. Right, right, okay. Right, so, 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 uh, it's I, I get the exact it. same thing. Right, well, what I'm, what, but I'm talking about a larger picture here. Yeah. But, uh, but, but that's my point. It gets approved. I'm talking about a larger picture. Yeah. <laughs> I, I understand it. So, so yeah, so the state, he, he, he more or less dictates the way things are phrased. Yeah. But it's also in the, in the mother's milk of the Democrats. So, for example, when Michelle Obama, um, you know, when her husband became president in 2008, uh, or was elected uh, in 2008 in November, 
she said, you know, famously, it's the first time in my life that I'm proud to be an American. In other words, you know, like I'm, I'm jiggy with your democracy so long as it, it goes my way. Right. And, and, and it also explains why these people are crying to the sky, why they're so crazy. And they talk about resist and everything else that explains everything that we're seeing, Ari. Right. Because they can't stand the notion that they don't get their way because their way is about socialism. Their ways is changing the lives of every American on every level possible, whether it's it's health care, whether it's rent control, whether it's minimum wage, it's the way we talk in our language, uh, whether it's a bullet train and bike lanes and recycling and all the all the crap, the global warming, of course. Uh, these are things that demand permanent changes to our lifestyles or to our whole community. And so when a man like Trump wins, a conservative, a true conservative wins, they cry to the sky because this is a rip in the fabric of everything that they believe. You, you might as well go to their homes and, and literally just smash it down with a big, big uh, ball, right? A wrecking ball. And, and they would have the same reaction because, man, I, I built this, this, this huge house and this democracy thing, it's getting in the way. That's, right. that, that's why they hate democracy. That's why they hate America. Yeah, and they also don't perceive it. When The only reason Michelle said for the first time in my life I'm proud of America is because before that moment, she viewed America as a tyranny. Yeah. Now, at that moment, she trust me, she still views it as a tyranny, but at least her guy was in charge of the tyranny. <laughs> That's right. Sand. And good things were happening. Right. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. He was a benevolent dictator, yeah. don't you know? Um, and, and then I think I made this point uh, in the Americanist uh, episode, but it's worth repeating again. Uh, sort of two things here. Uh, the first is they uh, the point I made earlier. They always ignore the socialism when it's national socialism. Any other socialism is just fine, ignoring the, the fact that socialism is socialism. The other thing is they they always ignore. Well, if you're a patriot, whether you're a nationalist, well, what nation are you rooting for? If you're rooting for North Korea with its current government system, well, that kind of nationalism really sucks. Right, right. Of course, of course. But if you're rooting for, say, Israel or America, na- nations based on the idea that individuals have rights and freedoms, well, maybe that kind of nationalism doesn't suck. Maybe that kind of nationalism is a very good thing. Well, of course. And uh, look, these people really don't like democracy. That's my point. And, and that's why they, they are so silent when it comes to the issue of all these ballots. Oh, yeah. These found, these found ballots. I mean, 80,000 ballots all of a sudden found in, in, um, in one county alone in Florida. Okay, so, but, but you don't hear the outcry from liberals and lefties. Instead, they say, let every vote be counted. And they don't even, it, it doesn't even enter their mind like, gosh, you know, we really should be fair, right? They, they should be asking the question, like, are these actual votes? Are these, are these, do these 80,000 ballots actually represent the will of this 80,000 individuals who are validly registered to vote and who are citizens of America and so on. They don't even ask that question. They just said, just, just count them, count them, right? Never even throwing in the question because to them, to their mind, it's far more important to get the agenda accomplished. To win at all so, costs. So, yeah, yeah, socialism uber alles. <laughs> right. Okay, so they don't, so democracy is cute, so long as socialism still remains the main agenda. And that's why we see this, this utter silence among the left as to the, the wrong-headedness, the, 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 the true evil that's going on in Bro, uh, Bro, Broward, Broward County and many other counties in America. They, they, they just they decide this is the will of people and that's good enough for them. Likewise, you know, it's interesting. That's why they celebrate uh, Cuba, for example, uh, or uh, the, the, the notions of Che Guevara, because these guys did monstrous things. But, but more importantly, they, they got things done, right? This is, the, the notion of getting things done is all that matters to them. Right. Will the revolution succeed? Yes right. or no? Yes, that I love. That's right. Yeah, yeah, sure. Look, we'd like it to be done with as, as, as few uh, killings as possible, but, <laughs> you know, you, gotta, you can't make an omelet without breaking some eggshells. You know what I'm talking about? Right? That, that's the way they feel about achieving the great agenda. They don't mind, I mean, put, put aside killing, okay, putting, putting aside what Che Guevara did, putting aside what uh, Castro has done and what's happening in Argentina right now and so forth like that. They don't mind, you know, they may be, you know, really against the notion of killing innocent people, okay, 
give that to them, but they're not against the notion of depriving people of their freedoms. Now, we're seeing this with the PragerU lawsuit right now, for example, where uh, willy-nilly, Facebook is uh, depriving people, Google is depriving people of their, uh, their, their ability to, to broadcast their platforms. Um, and, the, and they get to say, oh, you know, it's not the government. That's right, they're not the government, but they are the de facto government. They are the public forum. Uh, and they are suppressing people's uh, votes. It just smells wrong, especially when entities like Facebook and Google slash YouTube and Twitter, for that matter, they proclaim themselves to be this open forum for you know a, a free exchange of ideas, unless those ideas, of course, run, run counter to what the founders of Google, Facebook, and Twitter believe in. It's 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 an absurdity. So they they love Cuba. They 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 truly do. They love Stalin. They love Lenin. They love Marx. These, these people had tyranny in their bones, and yet somehow they're okay with them. Well, I would go one step further because, you know, that's my job here on the Barack Lurie podcast. <laughs> that's true. I say the stuff you don't say. And uh, to be fair to the audience, the stuff you don't even think because you're a better person than I. They actually like Hitler too. They just use Hitler as a convenient foil to attack us. Because Hitler represents something so monstrous. But I've always said, how is Stalin worse than Hitler? Seriously, how is Pol Pot worse than Hitler? Right. Killing is killing. Atrocity is atrocity. Torture is torture. And I, I mean, I am uh, similar to how you were talking about earlier, how it's your family first, your home first, your community first. I'm like you. I'm Jews first because I'm Jewish. But you know what? I have empathy for other people, and I understand that other people have suffered as much as Jews have uh, in, in as individuals. I'm not talking historically right. with a record where well, we win. Okay, we do win uh, as far as uh, most oppressed people throughout history, but that's a long history. Let's just deal with the modern age. I'm not going to contend that someone murdered in a, in a horrible way in the Holocaust suffered any worse than a person who was murdered in a, hollow, in a horrible way in Pol Pot's Cambodia. Of course. Suffering is suffering. Right. So uh, why do they get to, to brand us as Hitlerites when the guys they like or say they like are just as bad? Well, and by the way, when they, as soon as they say we're socialists, they're with Hitler too. They're right. with her. He was a socialist. Yeah, they're yeah. with her. Okay, so... The, the the funny thing is, of course, that the socialists, the communists uh, in particular, uh, killed far more than Hitler did. And not not giving excuses for Hitler. I mean, he killed my people. He killed one third of my people at, uh, that existed at the time, and we still haven't uh, regrown back to the the pre World War II levels. Uh, he's a monster through and through. But Stalin and and Pol Pot and Mao in particular killed far more people than that. And yet somehow. They have no problem showing uh, pictures of, of Mao in their homes, proudly so, including Che Guevara, who is a, you know, a small Mao, right. if you want. But th these people have no compunction of celebrating uh, these horrific, monstrous people. Why? Because these horrific, monstrous people still got their agenda accomplished. And they wanted the great, the great leap forward. So and that Hitler's, sounds so nice. Yeah. That sounds so very, very nice. Let me, let me make a point about Hitler because, uh, and this is an important point, and I think this will blow your mind. You know, file this under BYM, blow your mind. Okay, ready? If the Jews were known famously to be conservatives, like, like the Mormons are today, for example, that the vast majority of Mormons vote Republican, right? If the vast majority of Jews, let's say 90%, voted conservative, there would be no uh, link to Hitler whatsoever. With the Republican With Party. With the Republican Party, yeah. right. Because, you know, Hitler, it would be the equivalent of Hitler's uh, killing of gyps gypsies, which he did do. It would be the equivalent of um, Hitler killing a lot of Catholics, which he did do, and uh, Jehovah's Witnesses, which he did do, right? That's what it would be. But because he killed Jews who are now um, so, you know, in the pocket. Liberal Democrats. There's so many of them. I wouldn't say in the pocket of. But, but too many of our, our fellow Jews are liberals today. Um, I, I think they, they get to say, okay, look, you know, these are our people. You killed our people who are liberals and such like that. But, but trust me, my fellow Jews, the moment that we become known for our conservatism as opposed to our liberalism, that's when the Democrat Party turns on you. 
and they will never embrace you. The Republicans, and, and I love this about the Republicans, um, I, I used to worry about it a lot, but, but now I realize, no, they're, they're just too good, the conservatives. The conservatives know that, that the vast majority of Jews are, uh, are liberals. They understand that. And yet, and yet, they love the Jewish people, right? They don't abandon the Jewish people merely because so many of them are uh, vote Democrat, right? They know that the Jews are the chosen people. They know that, that, that we are brothers in arms. They, they decry anti-Semitism. They, well, they don't make any anti-Semitic attacks whatsoever. There's nothing conservative about that. What we do get is our fellow conservatives who are not Jewish asking us, you know, very uh, understandably, hey, Barack, hey, Ari, why, can you answer me? Do you have a reason why so many Jews vote liberal? I mean, that, that's... Asking the question is a perfectly legitimate question, and we have an answer. We don't have to get into it for, for the time being. They're idiots. <laughs> no, they're just uninformed, and, and they're not observant. If they actually knew anything about Judaism, then they would, they would race toward conservatism. But that's another story. So the point is that Hitler would be the darling child of the, of the, um, of the left had the Jews been conservatism. Right? That's, that's the bottom line. That's what I'm trying to say. They, he, Hitler would be just like Mao, who's, of course, you know, equally, if not more so, a monster than Hitler. Yeah, but loved by Jane Fonda and right. everything. Right. Yeah. They, they would say, oh, you know, he's, he's a great guy because he was so left. But because uh, the Jews are still today you know, famously liberal, well, then, you know, they, you know you're a Hitler if you, uh, if you, if you say anything that's uh, wonderful about America. Or if you're that, a nationalist. Or that you think taxes are too high. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, right. So it's, it's a bizarre world we live in. It, it is true. It brings together the, the notion of nationalism and the, the ability to flaunt uh, democracy, uh, brazenly, by the way, with these fake ballots that they suddenly find uh, in, in their, their, the trunks of their car or in the back room. Or they somehow find, by the way, a week later, all of a sudden, here, here's a big ballot box. You've got to count them. Let every vote be counted. Right. Right. Isn't, isn't it just rich that the same people are telling us that government programs are the solution for everything, and government is omnipotent, and government does everything well. The government can't even run an election fairly or efficiently. Oh, I, I mean, it. don't you love how on election night they count, you know, a, a number, right? Every hour, 20 or 30 percent of the ballots are coming in. It's all around midnight of the local time you're in. They go, 99 percent of the ballots are in. And they yeah. count them all in a matter of four hours, right? Right. From 8 p.m. Uh, poll closing time to midnight, 99% of the ballots are in. Then it takes weeks to count the remaining half a percent. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I, very, very weird. Yeah. Yeah. And then they have the automatic recount if it's close enough and such. And I, I, and I, all, I get that. I just want to say real fast, is it just rich that all the missing ballots, 90% of them somehow are Democrat ballots? Yes. There are never any missing <laughs> ballots that yeah. vote Republican. We talked about that last week, and you're absolutely right. It's, it's an absurdity that— it never seems to be that right. the missing ballot boxes somehow are are not just mildly in favor of the uh, Democrats. I'm uh, sorry that this never seems to be that they that's mildly in favor of the Republicans, but wildly in favor of the Republicans, right? Because that's what happens with the with the whenever they discover a ballot box, you can you can bet your dollars to donuts, right? As they say, that this ballot box with whatever eight thousand ballots or whatever it might be, that seven thousand of them. Out of the eight thousand, are Democrats. Yeah, they always mark a few Republican just to throw us off the trail. That's right. But it's not even in proportion to the area's voter registration. Right. Like here in California, it's something like thirty-nine percent Democrat to twenty-four percent Republican, twenty-two percent. Right. 24. So you would expect so the ballot expect, box to be more or less like yeah. that. Yeah. With some variance in the middle, right? right. But like in the Rohrbacher race that went to this guy, okay? Right. For instance, Santa Rohrbacher was the incumbent. Ninety percent of the incoming Lake County all went to the other guy. Right. All somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's 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 it's, it's offensive to our notion. And and look, you lefties, I, I would say you know you should be up in arms about this. All Americans should be up in arms about this. Even if your guy is not winning on this, you should be f furious about this. But then you know at the end of the day, and this I guess is the, is is the way we're going to wrap it up, is that you don't really care. On the contrary. You're, you're jiggy with it because, you, like you know, it, yeah. by, by hook or by crook, you're getting your socialist agenda, which is, in fact, a dictatorial agenda. It's a tyrannical agenda. 
uh, you want it imposed, and you're going to do it the way you need to do it. And that's why you don't get involved in this. This is why you don't roll up your sleeves and say, or at, at least you don't raise at least one eyebrow and say, let's make sure that we really won this, guys, right? I mean, these same people, when it comes to their kids' soccer match, right, when, if they see a referee making a bad call that favors their team, but, you know, once in a while you have got a good father saying, listen, you know, fair is fair. No, my kid's ball was out of bounds. I saw it. I was right there. You know, ref, you got to give the ball to the other team. And, you know, because you, you want to win the right way. You don't want to encourage cheating among your kids, right? We, we understand that as a concept. And I would say that even among my Democrat friends, that, that, that they understand. But when it comes to, to, to actual politics, no, cheating is fine. Anything out of bounds is fine, so long as you don't get caught. That's the number one rule. Don't get caught. And they are, they are winning that battle, the Democrats. So let's fight. We've got we've to keep on being vigilant. Unfortunately, we have to be super vigilant. We have to never assume that, that the pollsters, uh, the people who are taking, not the pollsters, the people who actually are, are in charge of the ballot boxes. Poll workers. Poll workers, yeah. That they are, uh, that they are you know, total neutral arbiters of uh, this thing. And they just, well, they'll just count it as it is. You know, you, you have to have people, unfortunately, constantly looking over their shoulders. We need checks and balances in the polling places. That's the bottom line. And if you don't do that, well, then you should be so surprised when you get sudden flips in these, in these congressional and senatorial races. It's a, it's a shame upon us all for not recognizing that very simple fact. Tyranny is, is in the blood of every socialist. Tyranny, unfortunately, is in the blood of every leftist. And unfortunately, the Democratic Party is moving toward that left. May God help us all. I'm Barack Lurie. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk with you next week. Thanks for listening again. And don't forget to share this with all your email lists and share this with all your social media sites.